Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of DDP Radio live right here at DDPRadio.com. As always, my name is Mike Mullins broadcasting live from the base floor of the DDP Radio Megaplex. And you know you take that magical elevator all the way to the penthouse suite on top of the Megaplex. You take that staircase up to the roof. You climb the tallest tower on top of the tallest part of the tallest building in all of Raleigh, North Carolina, and I send out a bat signal, a bat signal with a maple leaf that blasts across the great white north skies. And on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, on top of Mount Ontario, comes Crystal Stewart in her bathrobe, sludging out of the, the, the bathroom with sniffles and tissues because she's got a little bit of a cold here. But she rises either way. She stands strong. She garners the energy and the force to come on to blast that signal nationwide. And that's how DDP Radio is created. The one and only Crystal Stewart. How are you? <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore because I, I just, you just make this stuff up on the go and it's, it's really quite entertaining, but I'm okay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, this, uh, this show is not brought to you by NyQuil, but uh, either way, Crystal, I know you're a little bit under the weather, got a little bit of a, a cold cough thing going on. So I appreciate you, uh, you pulling through and, and hanging with us tonight and, I know despite the fact you've been feeling kind of crappy this week, you still managed to get an awesome show put together for us, and you got us in yep. a pretty amazing guest. So without any further yep. ado, if you can manage, I'd love for you to do an intro for the guest you brought to us this week. I will do my best, and if my voice cracks out, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. But this week's warrior is my friend, Murphy Murph, and... You know, it was really apparent when I started looking into everyone, just how important he is to everyone in the community. Uh, Everybody knows who he is. Um, And I think one of the greatest things I've learned since I've learned of Murphy, that um, the importance of celebrating the small victories. And I think that's something that we all need to concentrate on, especially um, with the two years that we've had. So it's really um, a pleasure to have him on the show. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to talking to him and getting to know um, his journey. So please welcome my friend Murphy Murph to the show. 
Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. How are hello, you, man? Did, did I? I'm doing great. Did I hear correctly that we're having a bathrobe party? <laughs> I mean, I don't know about I you guys, in- but every week's a bathrobe party when I'm on the air. <laughs> right, uh, and I oh, mean, oh yeah, my game room is cold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still negative temperatures here, so you might want to dress in layers if you're coming here. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I avoid Canada in the times of snow. <laughs> Which well, is always. That, I was going to say, Crystal, that's why when you've said what, you know, thought about maybe why don't we do a video component to this show? And I'm like, that requires pants. <laughs> I'm out. Nope, nope, video. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate you coming on, uh, Murph. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, you, you know a lot of people, you've become highly. Um, recommended on ddp radio but for those who don't know we always ask the big question at the front what is your origin story what you brought you here uh to really take the plunge into ddpy and uh, make that lifestyle change where were you at when you got here where are you now and where are you going oh that's a lot of questions all at once uh okay uh, <laughs> so um i've been overweight my entire life uh, to the point where my earliest memory is my dad looking down at me in shame because I had, quote, gotten fat at my mom's over the summer, which was true, but, you know, don't lay that on a six-year-old maybe. Uh, throughout my whole, whole life pretty much until age 39, I've been over 300 pounds uh, and just slowly inching up. Uh, I never tried to diet. I never tried to lose it. I just didn't think about it for very much at all until – 2019, uh, when I found myself at uh, 456 pounds, and I was just starting to lose my mobility. So I decided at that point, it was time to change something. And DDPY was the tool that I used. How did you find out about it, Murphy? Oh, I've known about DDPY since it started. Uh, I've, I'm a big DDP mark from the early 90s. Uh, I loved <laughs> I, I cheered for him every match he had unless it was against Kevin Nash. <laughs> and so when, when he came out with DDPY, I followed that, and I even bought the DVDs back in 2011 and got that personalized email that I thought was an Autobot, so I ignored, and uh, did nothing with it back then. Well, huh. so... You know, be, being a lifelong wrestling fan, you, you signed up in 2011. Is that when you initially took the, you know, started doing the workout, or did it take you a little while to to find your footing with it? Oh no, I I I bought the DVDs in 2011, and then I'm not even sure they. I took the six pictures, but I know I don't think I ever played the DVDs. Uh, I did nothing with it, uh, and and it wasn't until 2019 when I looked into it again and. Uh, I, I saw all the, the cool stuff that the app brings to you, the data tracking and the, the stats and the live workouts. Um, that's when I really dove into it in 2019. So uh, you're, you're over 400 pounds at this time. You're losing your mobility. You know, a, a lot of people come to DDPY in different places and different points in their life. I know I've been, I've, I've been where you've been, where you're over 400 and, you know, trying to get started. How did you find that initial, you know, uh, few attempts at doing DDPY? Because some people, 
you know, when you're overweight like that, you're not used to you, uh, moving that way. It's, it's intimidating to get started, and it's intimidating when you realize, you know, I had the realization on the mat that I had gotten way more out of shape than I thought I had been. So how were you originally uh, handle getting involved in doing those first few workouts? Oh, they sucked. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the first <laughs> few workouts were, were humbling. Um, I started with beginner because I, I felt like I still had enough. I thought I had enough mobility to do that just fine, I told myself. Uh, no, uh, I had to modify like crazy. Uh, I used a chair when I needed to. Um, I used blocks once I could do it without the chair. And it was really, I had already made the decision that change was going to happen. So I, when I turn on a workout, I turn my mind off. So the pain is floating above me, and I don't think about it until after the workout's done. So, you know, I've been there, you know, when you start losing, I I was always a big guy, but I moved like a lightweight. I always prided myself on the fact Mm -hmm. that even 350 in high school and stuff, once I got my momentum going, I could out sprint anybody that I knew. So when my mobility started going and I realized that my body was breaking down and no longer am I the fat nimble guy, now I'm the fat guy struggling it's a hard kind of pill to swallow and it gets really scary really quick because you realize things are starting to get taken from you. Your ability to do things, your ability to be comfortable. I didn't realize how uncomfortable it was all the time. So as you're realizing that and you're realizing things have got to change, the good part about that is you start to realize things coming back. Once you start working hard and doing stuff, you realize slowly that part of the greatest rewards of this program is regaining things that you've lost as you went away, you know, went along the way, what are some things that you noticed initially that started to change for you? Not just the big things, but little things that people take for granted on a daily basis. Uh, Well, the first thing was that I noticed that I was more interested in taking the stairs everywhere. Uh, I had, I had decided that I was going to uh, do things to get in shape and to make myself healthy. And I took every little opportunity and before I started DDPY, I'd get up two flights of stairs and I'd be huffing and puffing. Uh, and my knees would start twinging a little bit. Uh, I, didn't, I don't have bad knees yet, but I feel like I was six months from them. Uh, so uh, after I started DDP, I just I walked more. I moved more. I, I didn't think twice about getting off the couch to go do a chore instead of asking myself if I can – gather the strength to do that right now. So, Murphy, how much um, did you change your eating right away as well? Or was that something that you gradually moved into as you, you know, went along in the program? Uh, A little bit of both. Um, So, I, I have always broken my, or ever since the beginning of my journey, I break food down to their calorie contents, and I'm a calorie counter. It uh, doesn't yep. work for everybody, but in my head, numbers are, are key to everything. Um, so, so I started doing that, and I, I had the MyFitnessPal. I told them I was 456 pounds. I did absolutely no exercise, and I wanted to lose two pounds a week. And they said, eat below this number. So that was my goal every day. And uh, whether or not it was good food or shit food back then, 
uh, I would just try to meet that number, and that's how I started to see success. How hard was that? <laughs> Depends on the day. Uh, some yeah. days is, is real easy. Uh, some days you just really want a blizzard. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, as a fellow lifelong big man, I know that the, the food, you know, fight is push and pull, and it's, some days it's easy, some days it's hard. Now, as you start getting going and you start falling into a rhythm, uh, you know, obviously one of the best parts about the DDPY change is all, is the mental aspect. You know, you start getting a little bit of rhythm, you're getting the workouts in, you're eating better, you're dropping weight. How did that change your psychology and your mental side of things? Uh, I think that that's one of the most crucial elements to permanent change. Uh, well, I have a unique mental pro- – well, I don't know if it's unique, but I have a mental problem that I don't hear about often. Uh, I have a, a secondary voice in my head that kind of just hates me all the time. Uh, it thinks I'm a, a worthless burden and should just hide in a corner and not be a part of life. And a large part of my mental struggle in the beginning was asking myself repeatedly, what if I just told that voice to shut the hell up and didn't listen mm. to it anymore? And so that's where I started was the voice is still there. It's a lot quieter than it used to be, but uh, I tell it to shut the hell up most of the time now. Yeah, I I can understand that. I I have one of those voices too. I call it my mm-hmm. inner bitch, but you know, yep. and inner asshole. Yeah, <laughs> right. Very chirpy at always the most unopportune times, and it just makes a bad situation worse. So I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've it's spent, not easy. I've spent thousands of hours in the last three years uh, just consuming motivational content, uh, learning about things like imposter syndrome and uh, Mm -hmm. repressed trauma and figuring out what the hell's wrong with my mind. And I finally got a handle on it, I think. And uh, I would say the results are starting to become exponential. Congratulations. It's, it's a huge mountain. It is. It, it, the, the, everyone has a battle with either mental or, or with physical, different physical limitations, but I believe the common denominator is everyone that comes to DDPY D, sorry, DDPY uh, has a mental battle that they need to figure out. There's something yeah. that, that's just not right in their life, and if they can figure that part out, the rest of it seems to just fall into place. Uh, I didn't really I didn't really understand the value of getting on a mat every single day because I come from um the line of mixed martial arts and weightlifting and boxing and Thai right you know like just all that stuff so to get on a mat was counterintuitive to me because I thought I wouldn't get um, a workout in? I, I don't know. I guess mm. I didn't think it was going to be as intense of a workout as I was accustomed to. So wrapping my head around, I mean, it was mental. It was a big mental thing for me to get on a mat. But once I got into the habit of making that time to be on the mat, 
whew, it it's second to none. I mean, mat time is mm-hmm. non-negotiable now, right? It's just it's like brushing your teeth. Once you get that ritual and habit in place, it it just happens. Uh, that's, yeah. that's my that's my thing. I, I go to work. I get off at two p.m. my time. From two to three thirty is workout time. And nowadays yeah. it's branched out a little bit from DDPY, but for a long time it was every day DDPY. Any any off days or rest days, Murphy? Uh, I do stretches on on off days. I don't yep. hit the the ninety minute jacked workout every day. Um, that would be dumb and probably injure myself. Uh, so sometimes I, I do, I've, I'm learning to listen to my muscles more. And in the beginning, I just told those to shut up too, because they yep. just were going to complain anyway. <laughs> right. Yep. But now yep. I'm at the point where if my muscle is screaming, there's a reason and I should probably back off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so true. And one of the things you learn along the way is you get to learn to listen to your actual self, not the bad voice in the back of your head, but your body tells you what you need. Your brain tells you what you need. And it's one of the great mm-hmm. masters, uh, masterfulness of this program or, or getting in touch with your health or your life because your body and your mind feeds you so many lies all these years. You know, I always say, I always use the line, you know, you can lie to anybody, but you can't lie to yourself. Bullshit. I can lie to myself better than I can lie to anybody because I can tell myself what I want to oh, hear God. all day long. But you, yep, know, absolutely. You, start to, you start to learn what you need and what you crave, and then your body kind of gives you a path to how you feel better. And then when you eat something you don't yep. want, it tells you I don't feel good. And it's a real great uh, fine-tuning of your chemistry. Absolutely. I just actually returned from a, a vacation in Mexico and about halfway down, all I was thinking was I want a big ass salad. I just want a salad. No more tacos. So yeah, your, your mind definitely, basically I believe that when you make a decision to do something uh, and are willing to put in a, an effort towards that every single day, you're going to succeed eventually. Well, you have no choice but to. Exactly. The only thing that can stop you is you quitting. You You know, we've had occasional people who drift away from the program, you know, for DTY or working out or eating healthy in general. And sometimes I'll talk to them and they're like, well, it stopped uh, working for me. Try a little bit more and then you realize (laughs) it didn't stop working for you. You stopped working for it. And, you know, whether it be Mm -hmm. DTY or any kind of health or fitness – there's certain things that, I mean, if, they might not be easy, but if you're doing them, they're going to work. They're going to work. And even if you're not losing weight, you're healthier. They don't, they're proven science by now. But a lot of people get into that rhythm or, or fall off or get cocky or just don't have the time. And, you know, when you start gaining weight, sometimes you get bitter and sometimes you get angry and say, oh, it didn't work for me. But mm-hmm. if you're doing the fundamentals, it's working for you. It's, it's going to work for you. Exactly. Exactly. And, a lot of times people stop doing it and say it doesn't work for them because they quit before the results start showing. I mean, I, for sure. You know, I, I've always said that even if nothing ever came, if I didn't lose a pound, if I didn't have any success, the fact that I feel better is worth it to me. And uh, that's what I always like, you know, loved about DDPY. And, and Crystal, you talked earlier about when, 
you walk, you look at this program from afar, sometimes you think, oh, it doesn't look like a workout. One of my favorite things right. to do is when, when traveling <laughs> with DDP is having him pull people who think, you know, oh, it's just yoga type of thing, and have them get on the mat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen him do it with wrestling prospects. I've seen him do it with, with you know, professional ball players. And every single time, I those actually, guys are humbled. I actually saw this at the 2022 or 21 DDP retreat that I went down to. He met a bunch of uh, jacked police officer fanboys, wrestling fanboys, invited them to a workout. And they left gassed. I mean, they were yep. not quite crawling for mommy, but it was it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's all it's always interesting to see people walk away after being humbled like that. Uh, it's you know one of my favorite things to see is because especially with athletes and stuff, they'll look at it and turn their nose up to it. It's come it's come around more mm-hmm. now. I think people have a lot more respect for it. But back when I was starting, and it was like so YRG and you know, DDP would come up to people and talk to them, and he'd be like, Mikey, put your hands together. He had me demonstrate. And then they'd look at them, look at me, and be like, oh, that's nothing. And then they'd do a few diamond cutters, and they're like, man. <laughs> it's like the perception isn't, you know, it doesn't look like much, but it's, it's always fun watching it, people be humbled like that. It doesn't, and that's what I love about it, because there is, because I believe there's a fundamental difference between simple and easy. And DDPY is simple, uh, but it is far from easy. <laughs> and you can make it as hard as you want. That's what I love about it. That's, a, that's such a great point. And, and I get that all yeah. the time. People, when people sign up and DDP says, anybody can do this, some people mm-hmm. take that as it's going to be easy. It's not hard. And they're, they nope. come to me, they're like, I <laughs> thought this was going to be easy. I'm like, no, it's anybody can do this. But it's not, it's, not a, it's not a free pass. It's not simple. It's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. You have to decide and, to do it, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that there's a mistake in, in the miscommunication sometimes when people hear that anybody can do this. That means like, oh, even a child, anybody can do this. But it is. It's a whole different skill set. Well, I also have that problem because uh, part of my imposter syndrome tells me that if I've achieved something, Anyone else could do it just as easily. So I, it, I, I personally do believe anyone can do this, but you got to want it and you got to put in the work or else you're going to be humbled. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if I've said it once on the show, I've said it a million times. When I flew back from Georgia to Toronto, um, there was this saying that popped up in my head. And I mean, it's, stuck with me ever since ddpy isn't about the size of your ass it's about getting your head out of it <laughs> it is true it, it is true it, yeah. you know it and it, it it is a great point too because you know it sometimes the hardest part of your day is getting off your ass sometimes the hardest yep. part of your day is just getting on the mat no matter how well you feel you know what's going to make you feel how better you're going to do after, how, how positive it is. Sometimes that initial push to just escape laziness is the hardest thing in the world. So I, I wanted to ask you, uh, Murphy, you know, what is it that keeps you going every day? Why do you keep, keep going? Obviously the weight loss and stuff like that, but when you're battling your, your, the lazy demons or whatever it is that's you know, trying to keep you from, from getting there, that voice in your head, when that voice starts winning, what do you do? What do you say? 
Uh, well, it's a simple question. Who do you want to be? Uh, I want to be a guy who gets off his ass and does that workout. Uh, actually, if we want to go back to it, it's all about the story you tell yourself. Uh, Dallas talks a little bit about, you know, if you say you can and you say you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. I actually take that to a whole nother level. I truly believe that the story you tell yourself will shape your reality. And that's why back in 2019, I slowly started telling myself that I was an elite athlete with a hell of a comeback story. And because of that, I started chasing that story. And that's what what makes me hit the mat every day. It's what makes me keep going when it starts to hurt. And it's what ultimately led me to start viewing food as fuel instead of delicious treats. (laughs) So anybody who hasn't seen your progression, um, can you just tell us the number on the scale when you started to where you are now, just for context? Uh, I started at 456 pounds, and this morning, uh, after some vacation bloat, I weighed in at 256 pounds, so exactly 200 pounds. Yay, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Wow. You know, that's incredible. Thank you. I'm I'm not quite where I want to be, but I'm getting there. (laughs) So your whole life just must be vastly different. Oh, oh, you have no idea. My life now is doing all of the things I looked at in my 20s and dreamed about. Well, you know, I, I mentioned it before, but when, when you're getting up in the 400s and, and, you know, when I was there, I, I realized one of the things that I never realized is how uncomfortable my life was. Everything was uncomfortable. Sitting was uncomfortable. Standing was uncomfortable. Knowing that I'd have to go to a restaurant is uncomfortable. Knowing I'd have to go on a plane is uncomfortable. You end up cutting yourself out of your life because sometimes it's not worth the embarrassment and the hassle and all this stuff. You know, I can't imagine how great, I mean, I can't imagine. I've been there myself uh, a few times throughout my, my journey, but I, I, I just can't stress how much you become a different person and how you open yourself up for new adventures that you otherwise would have closed yourself off of. Now, I, I got to imagine that your family and your friends must must just be in awe of who you are and how different of a person you are because it opens up your whole world again. You know, I don't actually really talk about my weight loss progress uh, very much to my family. Uh, they they definitely congratulated me and they they are super happy and proud of me and I think they're more just happy I could do stuff with them uh, instead of sitting on a couch and you know <laughs> insert X here. But you're absolutely right. You the the 400 pound mark you start limiting your life entirely. Uh, I wouldn't go to a restaurant unless I knew that they had tables instead of booths. Uh, because that's the kind of the embarrassment that I couldn't stand. Uh, and you throw in a little bit of the imposter syndrome and the feeling that the world wants you to disappear anyway, and you you end up like living in a hoarder house in a single room uh, and just thinking this is life. This is, this is my life now. Uh, it'll never get any better. Uh, and fortunately, that is not the case. <laughs> right. And I mean, we, I've, I know um, personally through personal experience that 
there is a huge difference between living and existing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah, that. I mean, that's, that's a great point. And, you know, when, when you're at your lowest and when you're at like, you're on, you're, you're pretty helpless and hopeless, you know, where you where you were, uh, I'm sure there was times that you imagined that this was it. You know, this is probably the rest of my life now and where you are at now, uh, you know, what do you say to that guy who's sitting there in that room? Who's just feeling pretty helpless and, and low. Like, what do you, how do you, can, how do you get him to keep pushing and keep going saying, listen, this is where you could be. <laughs> oh man. I haven't actually thought of that. Um, that's a good question. I, so I'm, I look back at Facebook memories and I would say I was the worst version of myself back in 2011. And I'm not sure I would, if I would slap that guy or give him a big hug. Um, but 2014 was when I was at, at the, the absolute lowest in my mind. I was letting the Mr. Asshole get as loud as it's ever been. And he was driving the show. Um, all I got to do is just, I mean, I've always been the this is fine dog as the world is burning around me. Uh, so the fact that shortly into 2015, my entire world changed, I, I don't know what I would say to him except just, just hold on. It, it'll get better. Just keep moving forward. It's an interesting thing because you know as well as I do, change doesn't come without effort, but effort's never hard. Like it's, it's never easy to come by. It's always hard. It's hard to change who you are or what you're used to uh, or what you've been you conditioned to. You have to change to. your story. It, yeah. It's definitely hard. Um, it is simple to make a different decision than you made the day before. Uh, one of the biggest leaps that I made in my mental transition, and I think Jake said it best, is that my history is not my destiny. Uh, yep. And I am not beholden to the people and the villains of my childhood anymore. So I don't have to listen to that voice anymore. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a great point. And, and you, said, you talked about the story you tell yourself and, and stuff, too. And one thing I realized is once things start uh, things started getting better for me, I realized how much effort and how hard I was working to stay miserable. Now that you're in right. the momentum <laughs> to do to make changes and to, to to do things again and to put the effort in, you realize you like the effort. It's not actually hard; it's enjoyable. But you spent so much time convincing yourself that this is where I'm going to be and this is where I want to be because effort is hard. Instead of what it is is it's incredible gaining those things back. It's incredible putting in the effort in and realizing that you're changing and you're doing better. Yet that person doesn't want to hear it. In fact, it wants to work as hard mm-hmm. to stay miserable. To, to, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I would say stay miserable, but definitely to downplay any success that you have, uh, especially in the social media world where everyone's posting the best version of themselves. Uh, yeah, it's real hard to see your 10 pound loss and someone then posts five minutes later about their hundred pound loss. And you're like, well, I'm not that guy. Well, no, you're not. You're just starting. Your story has nothing to do with his story. And you just need to remember that if you have a goal 
and you're taking a step towards it, hard just becomes a stepping stone. It's a growth tool. I mean, yeah, there, there's a saying, chase the dream, not the competition. You know, there's always going to mm-hmm. be somebody who's who's got more. But, you know, keep your sights on, I am on the not prize. A competitive per- I am not a competitive person at all. Uh, I, I always have to be me versus me. I want to do a little better than I did yesterday. See, that's very interesting to me because I <laughs> – over the, this whole pandemic and being kind of caged up, it, it has left me with a lot of time to think. And I am my own worst enemy, pure and simple. I know that. Mm-hmm. So I can talk myself, just like Mike and I have this discussion quite often. I can talk myself out of just about everything. Okay. So it's been a Why? real – well – I don't know. I think that there's an actually. I, I have a better question. Of, I have a better question. How does that serve you? Oh, that is a question that I ask myself every time I start hearing that negative voice. And most of the time, by asking that question, it, it's like a short circuit of that repeating loop. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work, but most of the time, if it doesn't serve me, I can shut it down. Ooh, that's a really good question. Right, because... Well, you're welcome. (laughs) Right? Thank you very much. When you're stuck, it's going to take effort to get out of wherever Mm -hmm. you are mentally, physically, you know, nutritionally, wherever. Um, And, wow, the last couple of years, wow, stuck. It has just been redefined, you know, on so many levels for so many people, me included. So when you're it's feeling true. stuck, it, it's easy to be a downward spiral when, you know. The, I, especially when you're alone and you're in your own echo chamber. Yeah. I, I will say this about the pandemic. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, a backwards, like, monkey paw deal. Uh, when I was the a teenager, I used to like dream of just disappearing for like a year or two and coming back all fit and attractive and just being one of the hot kids. And then as I'm starting my weight loss journey as an adult, the world shuts down and I don't see anyone for two years. (laughs) Right. So in a way I kind of got my monkey paw. It's kind of funny how things work out. A little bit. It did give me a lot of time to focus on me, and I was able to, since I was working from home, my ears were just full of motivational video and affirmations and anything to drown out the negativity that that just used to live rent-free in my head. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And I'm kind of sitting in that spot right now because I I was – to make a long story short, I was in the hospital a lot this last winter, and I almost died. So I, mm-hmm. you know, it it I know kind a of plays with that. yeah, plays with your head a little bit, and you know, you just kind of think, you know, what am I doing? What am I spending my time on? What am I putting my effort towards? And how am I going to recoup in the best possible way? 
across all avenues all at once. Well, it doesn't work that way. No, it does not. No, no. you have to prioritize no. and pick what matters because that yes. is ultimately how you find satisfaction is working towards what matters to you. Right. I I mean, I'm not saying this works for anybody else, but I know this has worked for me. I've been an overly analytical person as long as I can remember. I overthink everything. For me personally, I got to a point where I was so consumed trying to figure out my whys and figure out what makes this tick, what makes that tick, what, why do I do this, that I never took the time to change it because I was always investigating what the problem is. And sometimes mm-hmm. I get to the point where I just need to shut off the questions, shut off the, the, analyt- the lit- analytics, and just do something. Because I'll spend all day trying to figure it out and then go to bed and not try to change anything. Sometimes I get in my world too much where I got to shut my brain off and just put it into action. I've got a mantra for you too. Ready, fire, aim. Once you decide to do something, take action and then think about it later. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's a good I don't one. do that that's nearly as often, but that is, that is another mantra that when I'm, when I'm like wanting to do something, but an hour has passed and I haven't started I just start and I create something that looks like shit, but then I have something to, to build off of. No, I mean, that, that's a great point. That's a great point. And, uh, you know, a, a, there's a lot of people with great plans that never end up putting those plans into action. And, and sometimes you got to find sure. the battle, uh, the, the balance between the planning and the doing. Yeah. And there are people who might have a better plan, but I'm going to reach the finish line because I left the start line. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The turtle wins the race, right? Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you seem to have a great grip on, on, you know, you, you're realizing who you are, you're who, you know, what makes things work for you and what makes things advance for you. Um, so you've been doing this for a couple few years now. You've, you've had the success and, is there any place you'd like to go from here? You know, is there a certification you'd like to try for? Is there any move you'd like to hit? Is there anything in your, your future that's like, you know, this is what I want to aim for next? Well, I've, I've put some thought into the certification route. Uh, yeah, it's not for me. Uh, I, I'm a great talker, but when I'm exercising, my brain is off and I can't remember any of that. Uh, so that's not for me, but. Uh, it's really I'm I'm working with the Jack. Uh, I'm trying to get the the Jack motivation, but it's ultimately my goal is obstacle course racing. Uh, I my season starts July 2nd, and I want to be as as fit as I can be between now and then, so that I can have my best first race of the season. What a great goal! Wow. Yeah, that's that's killer. That sounds that sounds pretty fun. You know, what kind of obstacle courses are there? Is it like walls, climbing ropes, that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's the the most famous is the Spartan. Uh, it's it's going. I think the Spartan might someday become an Olympic event. Uh, it's that athletic, but mostly it's it's a. I do five Ks because I'm just starting and I don't have very much stamina yet. Uh, but it's like, depends on the difficulty, but there's a lot of climbing. There's a lot of cargo nets. There's rope climbs. There's a lot of crawling in the mud. 
there's a lot of carrying heavy stuff. And the thing I've been working on is there's a lot of walls you've got to run and jump over. And that was something I could never do until recently. Uh, that, that's impressive. That's amazing. You know, that's, you know, you're sitting there in your, in your room at, at 456. Did you ever think <laughs> that you'd be doing something like this right now? Like, I'm asking because a lot of people think like, man, I'm 456, but I'm not going to be here forever. Someday I'm going to turn this around. And then there's some people who just think, you know, this is me. Did you have the hope that someday you'd get out of this? Or were you pretty resigned to the fact that this was your life? Well, at 450, in 2019, I was in a much different, much better place than I was in 2014. Um, so I was always already making some of those mental, mental steps forward. I, light, everything around me wasn't on fire, so I could breathe a little bit. Um, I've dreamed of obstacle course racing since I was 10 watching family double there. Uh, so it's always been something that when I, if I ever lost the weight, if I ever lost the weight, but it was never enough to be like, well, you should lose the weight and do this until 2019. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty cool. And, and I, and I hope that when you're, you're done with your, uh, your first, uh, you know, race that Mark Summers is there handing you a flag or something at the end. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the dream. (laughs) Is he still, is he doing anything? Can we get him? I think he does does like voiceovers. I I know he's a radio guy and does all kinds of hosting gigs. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. My current goals are to transition DDPY uh, my DDPY workouts into becoming a all-rounded athlete and doing obstacle course racing. And my long-term goal is within the next five years, I hope to be in a position where I can run the uh, American Ninja Warrior prelim course. Wow. I want to be the DDPY Ninja Warrior. <laughs> that, wow. That'd be so amazing. That that show I, just no, makes me nervous. Honest, let's be honest. I'm not there yet. I'm nowhere near there yet. But I believe I can get there, and I just need to need to put the tools to work. I believe uh, in you. I do too. That 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 would be great. And when you do that, you're gonna have to come back and, and check in with us beforehand. Um, I there's an well, SNL I hope it sketch. Take five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a, there's an SNL sketch where I think it was Keenan Thompson or somebody goes to run the, the American Ninja Warrior. Whenever I see that, I think that's me. If I, I mean, he basically the first jump just wipes out. It's and I'm every time I'm like, there's there's me right there. But I'm well, not even ambitious enough to try second. it. That is my second goal: to be in good enough shape that I don't make a fool of myself on the first obstacle. After that, I'm okay with crashing anywhere, but I'd like to make one obstacle, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Mike, I believe Zach Gowan did Ninja Warrior, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. He did. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. We, we talked to him right, either right before or right after he, we had right him Right after. Yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. You know, talk about uh, I'm doing having a lot no of... limitations. Right. Yeah, he is liquid inspiration especially for amputees and i'm noticing more of them on the site uh and and they're finding family and people helping them 
Yeah, you know, it, it really it really is. And one of the great things about GDPY is there's so many people who come from so many different walks of life, and everybody's got something. And you can still always find somebody you can relate to on the site. There's always somebody around Absolutely. who's either going through what you've gone through or have gone through it. And uh, it's pretty special when you can link up with somebody who, you know, otherwise you probably wouldn't have had access to in real life. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I tend to gravitate towards the high, high weight loss people because uh, that was my story was I was looking for examples of that. Um, so uh, people like Justin Dobbins and Vance Hines that, that dropped mm-hmm. a ton of weight and, and started living their life, uh, they were my favorites. I'd really love to see uh, Chase come back, Chase Green. Yep. He was one of my first inspirations. I don't even know where he, what's going on. I thought I saw something recently where he was doing it again, like he was doing DDPY again. But, yeah, I, I have been researching so many other people that I I just didn't follow up and I really should. Well, I you know, tend to think I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, hassle him or anything, uh but if he returns, I'm going to like the hell out of every post he makes and cheer him on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it you talked about you know being the extreme weight loss, uh you know, people, the community and stuff. It really is a special place. When you have guys that are 600 pounds doing the same workout as guys in the NFL or, or extreme athletes or wrestlers, you know, you'll go to the DDPY retreat or a workout, and there's somebody who's 500 pounds working out next to, say, Chris Jericho yep. or work next to Dustin Rose, like people who are, are elite-level athletes, and they're all holding their own because there's something about DDPY that you can do this at 600 pounds as well as somebody you know, because it's an it's a learned skill. It's you those muscles are are trained and, and those positions are trained, and it really is one of those all inclusive, uh, you know, workouts. And there's not a lot of places you can truly find that in the fitness community, especially people that are that open. Because you know sometimes it's intimidating to walk into a gym where there's pro athletes or something, but everyone feels at home <laughs> in place and feels like they can hold their own here at DDPY. I stepped into my first gym in my life in 2022. I refuse. Uh, DDPY was one of the few things that I found that I could easily do in my underwear in the living room at 456 pounds. I didn't even have a mat. I just turned on a tablet and followed instructions. Yeah. And And I mean, it it really is that. Sorry, Mike. It really is that simple. It is. It is. And as long as you're one of those people, now I, I know people, I've talked to people who like, I can't stand Dallas is yelling or their other instructors. They just don't like following, don't like being told what to do or don't like following instructions. And I'm like, well, this workout might not be best for you then because he's just telling you exactly what to do. Just do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and when he's hey, standing I- right in front of you, <laughs> it's much different. I've I've only experienced that once, but when he did that, he he changed one of my moves in such a way that I now do it better. So I mean, that's that's yep. what the retreats for. <laughs> exactly. 
man, he's he's a hard person to like. One, we were doing an event uh, in Boston one time, and he's like, "Mikey, come to my room in the morning. We'll do a workout." And I'm like, "Oh boy, one on one DDP was probably the most intimidating thing I've ever been through in my life." Not to mention, it had been a whole travel day. It had been a travel day. Oh, I was man. dead exhausted. I pulled down and pulled something out of myself I didn't even know existed for the sole reason of I'm not going to tell DDP I'm done right now. <laughs> you don't say no to him. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I went into like a supernatural part of my physicality that I didn't even know existed. Not to mention, I'm not going to say I can walk for the rest of the night, but I'm going to say I finished it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll pay for digging deep, but it's in there <laughs> yep. if you need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know, uh, it, it was so awesome to talk to you and to hear your story and stuff like that. And, you know, if, if somebody wants to uh, to reach out to you, do you have any kind of web, you know website or, or social media, anything you want to put out there or anyone you want to shout out or give thanks to you before we head out? Oh, it's, it's just my, my Facebook page. I try to keep up with Insta, but I don't got time for that. Um, so it's just my Facebook page, Murphy Murph. Uh, go ahead and add me as a friend. Most of my posts are public anyway. Uh, and then I also cross share them to the places. Um, mostly I just want to see more, more success stories. I, I troll those Facebook pages for inspiration. My entire Facebook feed is DDPY stuff. So, uh, give me more stories. I want to see them all. I, I love it. And, and, you know, that's the sign of a true DDPY warrior is, you know, there's a yep. lot of competition and, and people can get into competition here in the DDPY community. But for if you're real and if you're legit, then you're rooting for everybody else to do just as well as you are. Because I've never been around more people that are so invested in other people's progress. And it's really nice to see, you know, it's a lot of, you know, nonsense I, on the internet nowadays. <laughs> I've always lived by by the mantra that if I help enough people get what they want, maybe they'll help me get what I want. Uh, yep. So I, I just love being – the reason I, I just love Dallas is I view him as an avatar of positivity and this, the, the, just the micro-universe he has created of positivity is something the world really needs right now. Amen. I, no, it, it, it's true. And it's, you know, unfortunately to say it's, it's rare nowadays to find a community or find people. <coughs> Excuse me. Very, very um, rare. You know, there's a, you know, it's, it, people can get ugly and, and it's one thing that we're not going to be a jerk. And if you say something divisive or, or you know, shit starting, we're not, we're going to give you a warning and stuff, but pretty soon people realize that that kind of attitude is not what happens around here. And it's a rare place yep. to find in 2022 where there's people, you know, just leaving all the stuff at the door and just, you know, checking your ego and, and bringing a place of positivity. And I think that's the secret sauce to DDPY more than anything. And I, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes the over positivity makes me roll my eyes. Sometimes it's a little too much for me, but when you take, when you realize it and when you really kind of just internalize it, you know, some of these sayings I've said before that you've rolled off the tongue a thousand times, all of the DDPY mantras and stuff, you say them almost like mm-hmm, your song mm-hmm. lyrics and you don't pay attention to them. But for a minute, if you stop and break down what they mean and what they are, it comes back to you why they meant something in the first place. And it's real stage, solid, you know, practical advice. And it's, it's a great it's thing true. to have, especially in such a negative world. 
It's very true. It's very true. And whenever I'm talking to someone who's looking or seeking for help, uh, I, I look at it like I can't give another person the answers they're looking for, but I've got a whole lot of good questions that they can ask themselves. And if they answer those questions, their life will change. And I mean, I I think it's important to realize, too, Murphy, that, you know, when you're asking those questions of yourself, um, do yourself a favor and be honest with yourself. I think that's huge. Oh, it does feel good if you're not. Yeah, everyone's looking for, you know, some magic pill that'll fix. Sometimes you just need to kind of sit yourself down and... Look yourself in the mirror yes. and say, okay, enough I guess, enough. I guess I was assuming that, that having honest answers was implied, but you're right. We do lie to ourselves quite a bit. Uh, oh, so, do so we yeah, ever. You have, to, you have to want the answer, and if you want yeah. the answer, it'll come. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 I mean, that's the name of the game. You know, you got to want it. You know, you can say you want it. You can half-ass it. You can – you can go through the motions, but unless you want it, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get there. So you gotta want it and you gotta work at it. And if anything comes out of this conversation, I think that's your great two points right there. You gotta want it and you gotta work at it. You know, it's not easy, yep. but it's worth it. Yep. And Absolutely. you if I, I think I think one of the big things that I'd like to stress to, to everyone, especially the people that are like posting their fifth or their sixth, this is my restart. Every day is day one. You've got to get up every morning and realize that today is another chance to go forward, or you can waste it in the past, doing what you always did. You, you have that decision every single morning, and that is power, in my opinion. Yeah, so, Mike, this, my brain automatically goes back to that story that you were telling about Jake and DDP. Always. Every time I hear something like this, that, um, you know, about, I think it was about his sobriety and he had a slip up and he said, oh, you know, I've got to start all over. Well, no, you don't start over, right? It's just now your whatever, whatever your record was and won. You still have your record you kind of have to learn to accept that you messed up and you move on. Exactly. Yeah. It's the people who then use that as an excuse to move to, right. to have a, a weekend to full quit. of binging or something. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I mean, it was a great point. And, you know, you talked about like the rest, I was never a fan of saying restart. We're starting from scratch because, all of those those screw ups and all of those mistakes are a roadmap to how you got to where you are, where to avoid. What there's knowledge in past. I always, there's the old saying, "Don't look behind, look ahead." Hell no, I'm looking right. behind because there's all the experience that I have to make the judge uh, to judge what I'm doing in this moment. All that stuff behind is education, it's knowledge, and that's what's going to propel me moving forward. Do look behind. Don't only I, look behind, but there's a lot of resources back there. I agree, as long as you're not dwelling or chasing snakes and fighting battles that have already been lost. Use your oh, experience, okay, but don't, don't relive your, your past. No, I mean, absolutely. I come from I mean, this... Sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say before we run out of time that whatever, you know, your train of thought is on mistakes, at the end of the day, folks, mistakes burn calories just as well as doing something right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, it is. And, I, uh, you I know, no longer look at them as mistakes. I call them uh, high-calorie mental health days. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, I, I like that. That's good. And that goes back to whole framing your story. If you can turn something into a positive there's a way to uh, to move forward with that without having it completely tank you. So that's a that's a great Agreed. that's a great one too. So all right, well we are just about out of time. Uh, Murphy, thank you so much for coming on with us. We appreciate you uh, swinging by. We'd love to check up with you sometime in the future. Give us an update. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know if you make it on double day Any- or uh, or uh, <laughs> anytime, man, anytime. Uh, awesome. Uh, my next Spartan it. race is in September. Awesome. Awesome. Good luck. I'm excited to hear how you do. So keep us posted. And we always uh, end the show with uh, Crystal knocking out one of her world famous Canadian quote master uh, specialties. So uh, Crystal, if you'll go down to your staff of quote writers into the basement, pull up a good quote for us and let's move us on to next week and uh, let's crush it. Absolutely. So this week's quote is from Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, regardless of what you want to call him. Um, winners don't make up in case I fail plans. Wait, no. Wait, read that one more time. I, I missed that. Winners don't make up in case I fail plans. Oh, that's a good one. I like that, that one. That is a good that one. That is great. Yeah. I like that that's, one. A, that's great. That's inspiring and uh, a great place to uh, leave us this week. Uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Murphy. Thank you, Crystal. I hope you're feeling thank better you. this week. I hope everybody in, in, in your world is feeling better this week. I know a lot of people are getting kicked, uh, their ass kicked by this cold. But um, yeah. uh, we'll see you guys next week uh, with a brand new episode of DDP Radio live right here at ddpradio.com. Until then, own it. Hit the mat. Work hard. It's worth it. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! He's in a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond oh! cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.